The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here with us today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is in your corner of the world right now. And yes, that's right. A life of peace every day. Can you even imagine such a thing? Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Let that just soak in for a moment. Can you imagine right now experiencing peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Amazing. It's a wonderful feeling. And I got to tell you that yes, it is possible. You deserve it. And yes, you can have it. Listen, I'm a mom of two teenagers. I run a really busy household. I work full time as a pharmacist. I'm the an author, the creator of Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I'm an actress. I now host a meetup. We'll hear more about that. My days are long and busy, just like yours. But guess what? Busy people get to have peace every day, too. Everybody, all of us. We have to make few adjustments in our behavior, the way we do things, the way we see things. We're going to be talking about that today. And we can really develop the habits of peace every day. And I got to tell you, why do we want to have peace every day? Why do we want this? Why do we want wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken every day? Why do we want to go through our life, our day in that state of mind, in that presence, in that consciousness? Because all of our desires are connected to that. Listen, that creates balance in your life. Peace creates balance. So your health gets corrected, gets to a steady state. Your income, your relationships, it's all tied to this peace concept. So this is why it's so important for us to really get galvanized around this concept of developing a life of peace every day. We're going to be talking a lot about how you can do that with your mindset today. But before we go into that, I want to tell you a lot about what's going on with Everyday Peace in the world of Everyday Peace. This Saturday, if you're in the Baltimore, Washington, D.C. area, I will be hosting my very first meetup group in Towson, Maryland, The Art of the Bounce Back. The Art of Bouncing Back. Excuse me. The Art of Bouncing Back. How, how, where do we go with all these problems, things that are going on in our lives, stuff that was threatening to take us down, but we're still standing? What do we do with all of this stuff, all of this baggage? How can we use it to galvanize and move our life in the direction of our dreams and goals? So that's going to be that this Saturday, 11 a.m. to 12 noon. 
1230. It's going to be at the Towson Comfort Inn. Please check out my meetup page for that. I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama, April 20th at the Red Mountain Theater for the Self-Love Explosion Tour. So please plan on checking that out. And I think that's what we got going on in our calendar right now. We are talking today. Today we're talking about your perception, how you see the world, how you see yourself in the world. Do you know that's really important? How you see yourself in the world, how you see yourself in your home, how you see yourself, your perception of you. It's all about perception. It's all about perception. We talk a lot about that here on the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. And today we are fortunate to have with us Lavidia Bronson Arnold, who wrote a delightful book, a delightful book, Shifting Your Perception, a manifesto for self-navigation, shifting your perception. Your perspectives. I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on in my tongue this afternoon. Shifting your perspectives. So that's so important, how we see things. And so often we don't even think we have control over how we see things. But Lavidia Bronson Arnold is going to clear that up for us today. I'm super excited to have her on the show with us. Lavidia, welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Listen, I want to start. The, the book is a delightful. We're going we're gonna to get all into this book today, guys. We're going to, by the time we finish this show today, today, guys, if you're in a place that you don't want to be in, you're going to have the skills to move from that place to where you want to be, from where you don't want to be to where you do want to be. But before we get into that, let's meet Lavidia first and have you just tell us a little bit about where you've been all of our life. Where were you? What took so long for this book to come out? <laughs> You're giving me way too much credit. <laughs> so, so I've um, I've been living this book. I've been observing the different examples that are are in the book, and um, and just learning and growing throughout my life. And I was sitting down one day, or well, several things over the last couple of years that I that have um, I've grown in my self awareness. And I always wanted to write a book. Actually, um, several years ago, I thought, okay, I have three books in me. So this is like the first one. This is the the appetizer to uh, other thoughts and things that I have. But shifting perspective is, is, should be, or I expect it to be, or I want it to be an inspiration for self-awareness and self-development for anybody who reads it. Yeah. I, you know, I got to tell you that it's an amazing book. And to me, it's, it's written in such a way that it's unpretentious, it's straight to the point. It's really everyday knowledge, things that we should know. It's like something that you're, you would hope that your mom or your best friend or somebody along your journey had shared with you. It's like really having a conversation with a best friend and saying, hey, guess what I discovered? And you really, really break it down and make it so user-friendly. Why was it so important for you to write a book on shifting perspectives? Well, I believe we should think differently about everything we do. I believe we were created for relationships. And our perspectives influence relationships a lot. 
And I believe no matter your circumstances, no matter your experience, no matter your status, you can change your life by shifting perspective. And it's interesting when you say the book was written in a very conversational kind of sitting around the kitchen conversation, because one of the, one of the goals or one of the objectives or one of the visions I had for the book was, and I talk about this in the introduction, but it was to, one, write the book and use a larger font. And so that, that's a really, it, I had a really funny experience. So when I was consulting with uh, the literary, a, a couple of literary people, they said, oh, no, you have to put it in Times New Roman 12 because that's the standard. And I, without hesitation, said, standard for who? Because everybody I know, or practically everyone I know, looks for their readers when they're trying to read a book, when they're trying to read um, a menu at the restaurant, when they're trying to read the ingredients on, on a, something that they're buying, they're grabbing for their readers. So why shouldn't the font be a little bigger? I know personally, if I pick up a book that's 300 pages long and the font is tiny and I have to strain to see it, chances are I'm not going to read that book as readily as I would one that's easy to read. You're right. And I got to tell you, when I, when I read that in the introduction, I chuckled because I said, that's exactly how I feel. I'm like, if you, <laughs> you know, you want me to read your book, <laughs> maybe you make the font just a little bit more user friendly for the audience that you've written it for. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so I, I really appreciated the, the, the font. And I got to tell you, I'm a, I am a lover of tiny books. And that is books that are 100 pages or, or less. And, and that's because, you know, the world is moving at the speed of light almost. We are just moving so fast and our days, you know, start earlier and they end later. And I like a book that I could read over a couple lunch breaks or, you know, a few hours after work and be and get the concept. So I I love this book from the moment I, I love the cover, but I love the. I'm like, oh, this is going to be wonderful. And you can sit down and really get the concepts relatively quickly as opposed to getting through page 300 and realizing, oh, yeah, now I'm starting to get it because most of us don't have time. We just we would love to. And I'm a big reader. I love to read, but we just don't have time in our day to spend that much time. The world is moving so fast. Absolutely. So, and you said it at the top of the show, right? We're all busy. You're, you're juggling seven things in a day, seven big things in a day. So if we can get whatever it is we need to extract from anything that we read, if we can get that quickly, it just helps us in our day. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. So let's talk about perspective. Perspective. I, my tongue's working right, guys. Perspective. What do you mean when you say perspective and why is it so important? What is this perspective that we're supposed to be able to manipulate on our own? Well, simply put, a perspective is just a point of view. It's a particular attitude towards or a a way of regarding something. And it's important because we regard things and the, the way we regard things impacts our behavior in any situation. The way we look at things impacts our behavior. I, I read a quote several years ago that said, if you change the way you look at things, the things you mm-hmm. look at change. So when I put that yes. into practice, it's true. It was true for things that I look at. And a lot of people probably heard 
when uh, someone says, oh, some people see the glass half full and some people see the glass half empty. And both of those are right. And there's nothing wrong with either one of them. It's just a matter of their perspective. So a perspective is how we look at things. And then our perspectives impact our behaviors or how we respond to situations or people or words and things like that. Yeah. And it takes some training to really be able to self-analyze how we are interpreting things. I'll tell you what I mean by that. I had a friend of mine, maybe two years ago, he was getting a divorce. His wife filed for divorce. And of course, I I was heartbroken for him. I, I felt, and he was telling me, I felt like crying. And, you know, he was he was sad about it. And he said to me, he said, you know, I've had some time to think about it. He said, and I've tried to prevent this day from coming, but it's here. And I've decided to look at it as a new experience. And I thought, wow, that's very mature, you know, but uh, I think it really does take just a level of maturity to be able to make a conscious decision to look at something differently, to say there's more than one way to see this. As you said, the glass is half empty, the glass is half full, whichever one you say, you're going to be right. So why not pick the version of the story that most benefits you on your on your road to growth and development, right? Absolutely. So how do you get to a place where you can shift your perspective? Are, are there things that a person could do, practices that they could put into place? I believe and what I've experienced is self-awareness is a very powerful tool that we all possess. And when we get to know ourselves, then we can assess what is our approach, what is our our perception and perspective on whatever it is. What kind of things do we believe? Because our belief system is what drives us, right? Our, Our subconscious, whatever's in our subconscious, that's our automatic. That's what drives us. So if we become, make ourselves more aware of that, then we can feed our subconscious something else because the subconscious can't differentiate right or wrong. It only does what's in there. So if we want it to do something else, if we want our automatic to be something else, we have to be intentional about putting something else in there. We've got we to be We have to be willing, I'm sorry, we have to be willing to let go of what we thought we knew or let go of, of what we were taught in whatever Mm. space and time that we were taught it. And as adults, be intentional about saying, what do I, what, what is my um, position on something? What, what is my direction? How, what is my filter for how I'm assessing a situation or responding to a situation? And we totally control that. That's the beauty of it all is that it's, it's, it belongs to each of us as individuals. Just like our lives belong to us, our thoughts belong to us. We own all of that, every part of ourselves. So we get to choose that. Wow. You said so much in that in that, that self-awareness is so we talk about this a lot on the show. Self-awareness is so important. Many of us know uh 
Oprah or Beyonce or Will Smith better than we know ourselves, right? We spend a lot of time getting to know all about these people. And then when, when faced with a why about ourselves, well, we're hard pressed to answer that. We're just, uh, I'm not sure. That's just the way I've always been. Or, And this lack of self-awareness really prevents us from having this wonderful journey experience that we could have if we were aware, just self-aware. So I, I love when you said sub, the subconscious drives, drives us. And it had, <laughs> I read this years ago and it always stuck in my mind. The subconscious has no sense of humor. So right. whatever you, it's very literal. Whatever you yes. say to your subconscious, oh, I'm so stupid. The subconscious, oh, well, okay, yep, yeah, you are. And it just goes and gives you that. You know, I'm yeah, sick and tired. Me, okay, well. Let me help you act sick and tired. It's going to fulfill what we say. Right. You know? And yeah. so we have to be very, very careful with that. And uh, I mean, oh, still enjoying our life, but we really have to be very, very self-aware and I know for me, when I got on this journey way back, when I tell people that story, when I started, you know, it was at age 17, reading The uh, Power of Positive Thinking and really started working on and took a lifetime. I'm still not there. I think it takes a lifetime. It's just it's the life's work that we do. But becoming aware of how I use my self-talk, what it is I say to Drayvon in those moments when I'm being challenged, when I don't feel up to the task, when I feel uh, unsafe or threatened or unloved, what it is that I say to myself is so important. Um, That self-talk helps us to create an environment where we can shift our perspective. That is my belief anyway, that it's all part of that shifting of perception and being intentional. Yes, it is all, all connected. And, um, I came to a realization or or a mantra when I am faced with a challenge or just things that we're faced with right in life. Um, And I've told myself over the years, I love me in a healthy way more than I love anybody. So if I love myself more than I love anybody, then I need to feed myself. I need to develop myself. I need to figure out how I can grow. And, and that helps in that self-awareness piece. And then I need to give out of myself, out of my overflow. So when I fill myself up with, you know, with growth and development and awareness, then I can, I can begin to share that with other people and they can hopefully benefit out of my overflow. Oh my, an empty vessel has nothing to give, nothing to give. That overflow, that overflow of love, that overflow. I absolutely love this. And it is in this space where we can shift our perspectives. It is in this place when we're in the overflow. And so I guess we go back to the beginning is how do we get to this overflow? How do we get to the overflow? And, and I'll let you answer that. Like, how do we get to this overflow so we can even be in position to shift? So I, I think that you, when you fill yourself up, there's a concept called filling your bucket. Don't look for other people to fill your bucket. You can, you can become self-aware and part of the self-awareness is getting to know our personalities and our preferences. I, um, 
I'm kind of an assessment junkie, <laughs> and that any online there are all kinds of free assessments. I'll take any assessment that I run across because it helps me to know who I am, what my preferences are. Like one of the popular ones is the Myers Briggs type indicator. Yes. And so what that says is, are you introvert or extrovert? Do you do you perceive things or do you think about things? And it and it talks about feelings and versus being a thinking responsive person. So as I got to know my preferences, my natural preferences, then it helped me to say, man, why well, how do how then am I showing up to other people and what is my intent? Because intent is what really matters. Intent comes out of that subconscious and that belief system. And if my intent is not matching up or aligning with my effect, then I just need to shift, right? I need to change how I approach things or how I think about things. So one of the ways I believe any of us can give out of our overflow is to, is to fill up our bucket with knowing who we are and how we're responding and reacting to things and, and not be driven by our ego because that gets in our way a lot. Ego provides us absolutely nothing. Mm. And when people say, oh, I'm, I'm, I did this and I did that, but ego doesn't, it doesn't benefit us. What ego does is judge other people, right? Ego makes you strive for the wrong thing instead of striving to be better in our, in our character and in our integrity and in our intentions. Ego gets in the way of that, and it becomes how I look to other people. And we really should yeah. assess ourselves based on how we look to ourselves. And that goes so back to your first point. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. And that goes back to your first point of self-awareness. Because yeah. if, you're, if you're consumed with how we look to the other person or what they're going to think about what we what we want to do or what they're going to think about what we're going to say or you know I know people who are so um bent on never never making an error or this everything's got to be perfect and and when you drill that down it's got to be perfect because it's going to be judged by somebody else and then you can never really get started because it's never perfect enough and it's a painful place to be when you lack self-awareness so I gotta tell you, I love assessments too. I absolutely love them <laughs> because um, it gives you an opportunity, a little bit of a window, scientific window to to you, which is which is great. And you're right, there are a lot of free ones online. A lot of free mm -hmm. ones online. There's there's a section in your book where you talk about a commonly used phrase: living living the dream, living <laughs> the dream. <laughs> And I love your pers your, pers your perspective on that. So um, let's talk about um, your insight on living the dream. You know, um, one, the when I hear people say that, I always think, well, whose dream? Whose dream is it <laughs> that you're living? <laughs> when we, um, I had my daughter at 15 years old. And so through the eyes of, society, it was in a time where it wasn't socially acceptable for you, for anybody to be an unwed mother. But the approach then became, or the idea became from other people that, oh man, now 
Lavinia is not going to be able to go to college. Lavinia is not going to be able to do this. Lavinia is going to be on, uh, the state's going to have to take care of her through the welfare system or whatever. So the American dream at that point was just snatched right from in front of me, right? Because I had Mm -hmm. done this thing that wasn't acceptable or that was going to create this brick wall or roadblock in my life. So then if, when I, when I think about living the dream or I hear people say that my head goes, that's the furthest, the one that happened the longest ago, but my head goes there because there are all sorts of people from all walks of life today, young girls that have babies, right? And they can't, you, you, they can't think that their life is over because it's not. Like it's it's an addition to to your life, and the dream that is di- identified by somebody else. Why would I try to push myself and my efforts and my energy towards that dream? That's not my dream. When you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, um, there's a lot of pretentiousness around, right? And that's part of what creates the pretension is that we're trying to live and walk into some set path that someone else set for us or set in society, so then we have to pretend. We have to try and get people's approval. We have to try and impress other people. We have to be perfect, as you say, and it, and it doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for us internally. We need to have our own dream and be intentional about what that dream is in this fast-paced society, right? And our dreams need to be connected to the gifts and talents that are inside of us. So it, that's uh, I feel a little passionate about that. <laughs> you could probably yeah, but you know that's wonderful because as you were saying that, I was thinking that perhaps a better phrase is you know I'm creating my dream, right? Because I everyday piece of Dr. Drayvon James, I that is really what this is all about for me is taking whatever shows up in my life and teaching people how to do the same, the good, the bad, and the in-between and taking all of it and using it to create the life of my dreams, which may not look like the life of anybody else's dreams. These are are my dreams and this is my life. And those, you know, and so you're right. uh, Living the dream, whose dream? Whose dream are we talking about? Because one person's dream is another person's nightmare, right? (laughs) And (laughs) I was, I I saw this. It's so much easier to be yourself. (laughs) Right. So we're going to, we're going to, on that note, we're going to go to a commercial break and we're going to come back and talk about living the dream and shifting your perspective so you can do just that with my wonderful guest today, Lavidia Bronson Arnold. We'll be right back. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, Please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. 
Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with Paulette Pipe. So as always, we begin our time of meditation by first taking account of what we're feeling, those sights that we're seeing, those sensations that we're experiencing, and each breath that we breathe. Notice where in your body you're experiencing those sensations. Let your breathing find its own rhythm. As we begin the process of letting go, the process of relaxation. Remember why we're here. To hear more from Paulette Pipe and Touching the Stillness, visit the archives section at unityonlineradio.org. Discover Unity Village, and you'll find a peaceful oasis just 15 miles from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. If you're doing business in the area or looking for the perfect place for your retreat or conference, check out all that Unity Village has to offer. With 1,200 wooded acres, a beautiful nature trail, award-winning rose garden, golf course, and newly redesigned hotel and conference center, Unity Village has everything you need for that perfect event. Go to unityvillage.org to find out more. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Do you dread going to work every day and just pray for Friday? Get a fresh perspective on your career with Mo Fall and bring your soul to work every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A leadership mentor and career coach, Mo can help you go from underpaid, unsatisfied, and unappreciated to loving your life and career again. Join the show and let Mo guide you to make some real life changes. Tune in every Thursday here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to... Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James, where our super guest today, LaVidia Bronson Arnold, is talking to us about shifting your perspective so you can have this fabulous life. And we're talking about not living somebody else's dream before the break. We're saying about how important it is for you to be living and creating your own dream. And guess what that's going to take? some self-awareness so you'll know what makes you happy what makes you tick in the words of my mom uh, what makes you tick the things that excite you and motivate you not just the things that excite the markers on tv or the bankers but the things that really make you passionate and before we went to the break i was saying that you know one person's dream was another person's nightmare i was happened to have some time over the weekend and i caught this really short glimpse on youtube about a guy who started this walking group and he literally has walked around the country have you guys have you heard about him he walked 
literally walked, uh, I, I can't even tell you how many states, but he did this on foot. And as much as I love to walk, I thought about walking outside in the winter when it's cold. And I said, yeah, that's not a dream of mine. That's more like a nightmare. <laughs> but but to, that, that's to your point about, you know, who's, whose dream are you living? And I'm so happy that he got to do that. That's his dream. And I'm so happy that he was aware of what his true desires were and to be out there in nature. And I love nature, but I don't want to walk outside when it's cold, guys. <laughs> I like to walk in the meadow in the springtime. So we're talking about living the dream and creating the creating here I'm going to give a line from my book but universal truth like we talk about universal truth when something is the truth is the truth in so many different languages so many different concepts the truth just shows up creating the life of your dreams is possible it is possible it is our responsibility and we have the freedom to do just that it's possible it's our responsibility and we have the freedom to do just that no one's going to do that for us that's what we call doing the work right we got to do that for ourselves there's a, a part in your book when you talk about um i want to go up is there's so many great things in this book so we're just going in um live like it matters live yeah. like it matters what's that all about how can we do that well, one, what that is about is us not being passive, us not waiting for something to be done to us, something to be given to us, but to be active in the life that we have. And one of the ways that we can do that is to assess what interests us, right? So what, what makes you spring out of bed excited to do for the day and not hold back in whatever that is? What are the things that you want to try. Why not try that? What are, you know, we, the, the move, there was a movie and the concept of a bucket list, right? Things don't have to be on our bucket list or we can make the list and we can cross them out the li- off of the list by doing that thing. But, but what energizes us and, and makes us greet the day with excitement and anticipation instead of greeting the day with, with dread? So in, in living like it matters, we can't live according to what other people want. We have to identify what we want for our lives. We're, we're all here on purpose, right? I read somewhere the two most important days in a person's life is the day they were born and the day they realize why. We have to make oh. our lives count for us. I love and that. And that's what I mean and when I say live like it matters it, like it because matters. it does matter. Because it does matter if it doesn't matter to anybody else but you. I got to tell you guys, you guys probably know that I'm an actress and I'm a pharmacist. And in the scientific world of being a pharmacist, there is no higher calling than science. And as much as I appreciate that, my passion is for the arts. And I remember talking to someone, a colleague of mine, and she said, oh, you're still doing that little thing. (laughs) 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 and to your point about living like it matters now for some people uh, if if you're still in that place where you're looking for external validation for everything that you do that would be enough for you to say yeah it is a little thing and it really doesn't matter because this work that we're doing here is so great and it it is it's it's really important work but 
your dreams and your passions are important. And when you are shifting your perspective on things, that's one of the shifts I think is very, very important. As uh, Lavinia said at the top of the show was that your self-awareness, and I would add to that your self-love. We talked a lot about that, you know, you just being in this place where you appreciate you. And I love what you said that, um, I I love me. I'm just repeating. I love me in a healthy way more than I love anyone else. Right? Absolutely. And- yes. And when you when that person said to you you're still doing that little thing, it might be a little thing to that person, but it's a big thing to you because it is connected to your passion. It's connected to your interest. It's connected to the thing that makes you spring out of bed and, and say, I'm going to, I get to go and do this thing. And, and I think a point when we talk about shifting perspectives, a point we need to remind ourselves of or to be aware of, don't let other people's criticism talk you out of your dream. They don't get Absolutely. to do that. It's your dream. That is, and that's the thing that's so important. And I got to tell you, I was on HBO when she said this to me. I'm like, you consider HBO a little thing. <laughs> But and a very, and a very got, popular program, might I add. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, we really, as, as I'm think, reading your book and listening to this conversation, participating in this conference, conversation, is that what if we all got passionate about make living like it matters? Could you imagine some of the wonderful inventions that would show up and the new developments that would show up? Because just because somebody else thinks it's a little thing doesn't mean it's a little thing at all if you're passionate about it really live your life like it matters like what you're passionate about matters no matter how big or how small somebody else thinks it is we we all have talents and we we all have gifts we all have values to bring to the world and you know sometimes we when we are trying to impress or trying to get someone to give us something even if it's a job or attention or accolades or whatever we shouldn't seek outside for that because it, it causes us sometimes to go outside of who we are. But we a lot of times we don't realize that's what it is. But we yeah. all have value. Oh, my gosh. And here we go back with what you said earlier about the ego wants us, wants to compare, right? And so yeah. you look at somebody else's value, and I get this when I do speaking people will say that oh I, I i was going to open up something i was going to do this but somebody else already did and I, my response is always so what they didn't do it the way you're going to do it well exactly. they there's this big there's this bigger well you're going to touch somebody who wants something smaller don't compare stay out of that comparison place just follow your heart because that gift that's inside of you that's your superpower that interest that's inside exactly. of you that's your superpower Exactly. Connect to it. And, and there are almost 8 billion people in the world, right? right? No matter what, all of us can do something and it's going to impact somebody. We're not going to run out of people to impact. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, uh, Gabrielle Bernstein, she is an inspirational speaker whom I really love. And she said one, one time in one of her uh, talks I was listening to, she said that, People are always concerned about this inspirational work, which I consider your book to be a wonderful piece of inspirational work. People are always concerned and saying, oh, I'm not going to open a speaking business or a coaching business or inspiration. I'm not going to write a book because it's already been said and already been done. And her point during that conference that I listened to was that 
this market, there will always be someone who needs to hear your particular voice. And I want to say that extends to everything, everything. I met a yeah. woman who made her, her business was, uh, she developed a line of nail polishes and she said, well, I, she says, there's a lot of nail polishes out there, but it's something that I'm really passionate about. And I thought to myself, good for you. Good for you, because that nail polish, whatever color you're going to put up with, it's going to resonate with somebody, whatever it is. Don't be, don't not do your dream because 10 other people are already doing it on your block. So what? Be the 11th. (laughs) Do your, do your thing. Do, do your thing. I mean, that's the big takeaway for me. So I only have one life to live and I'm going to do what I want. That was something that your daughter said to you. I only have one life to live. And I'm going to do what I want. Now, let me tell you this. I can picture a teenager, because I got two of them. I can picture a teenager saying that. But as we get older and the responsibilities start mounting and you got the college tuition, you got the aging parents, you got, you know, the car note, the house note. I'm going to do what I want. And I'm going to do... I how 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 can we stay in that place because that's a I'm going to do what I want and still be responsible. How do we do it? So one of the things I said in my book um, is as long as it doesn't cost someone life, limb, or liberty, why not? So that perspective was definitely liberating for me. Maybe not so much for my daughter when she was a teenager, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. You know, many of us were taught to fit in. We were taught to do as we're told, right? And these perspectives are more than likely deeply embedded in our subconscious. And if we want to embrace the idea of being and doing according to who we find ourselves to be, we have got to be intentional about shifting that because like we said earlier, the subconscious doesn't differentiate from right or wrong. It doesn't have a sense of humor. It does according to what is in there and we need to feed it something different if we want a different outcome. And and so when we respond and not do what we want or what's inside of us, our gifts and talents and not walk in that and not live in that, we're responding to do as you're told, right? And that's just like, whoa. And so we wait for somebody to tell us what to do, right? And that's how we wait for somebody to give us something or to reward us for doing what they told us to do. But that doesn't necessarily feed or fill our bucket, right? If we, yeah. if we want something different, we have to unlearn some things. And, and we don't realize a lot of times, and what, what I found to be true for myself is until you dig that thing up out of your subconscious, you don't even realize you're doing it because it's your automatic. It's the belief system that you have beyond your conscious mind. So we, we, have, to, we have to be intentional about it. And um, I feel passionately about assessing or asking myself questions when I'm in the throngs of something, right? How do I really feel about this? What do I really think about this? What outcome do I want this for me? And what impact do I want to make on on someone else for whatever it is? 
the key is to be intentional. When we talk about the self-awareness and to be intentional about what it is that, who it is that we are. And if we find that we are somebody we don't want to be, the beauty of it, we can change that. It is totally within our control. Yes. And, you know, I hope um, this light bulb is going off for everybody because this entire book, what would this entire conversation, shifting perspectives, a manifesto for self-navigation, what we're talking, the perspective that, that, you, that is so, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but the, what I'm hearing and what I'm getting from the book is the perspective that's so important is the, the look into self, how you yeah. view you, how you view you changes, how you see everything. You know, we were talking, you said at the beginning of the show, when you change the way you see things, the things you see will change. So how we, how do we cause, how do we really, really, really impact the world or impact our environment or impact our home or our jobs when we see some, some great injustice or we see, you know, we just are not happy with the way things are going. We first look within. That's where we can make change. And I know it is it is counterintuitive because we think, well, if my spouse would just change, everything would be all right here. Right. If these kids just, you know, just listen to what I tell them, I, you know, or do what I say, everything will be all right here. But if we want lasting change, sustainable change in our lives, that shift has to take place within ourselves. Our external world is only an outpicturing of what's going on on the inside. So if you're seeing yeah. things that are reluctant to change, perhaps we're reluctant to change. We're stuck in our ways or the way we view ourselves. So I, that was just wonderful. We <laughs> talked about, uh, you know, this, I only get one life and I'm going to do what I want. And I would say to you, I bet you if you were to survey 10 people, nine of them will tell you that I'm not, I'm not living a life of passion. I'm living a life of obligation. Yes, because our focus is wrong, right? Our focus should be on our talents and gifts. Even the scriptures teach us that a man's gift will make room for him and set him before great men. So, and that's in Proverbs 18. But what that says to me is what God put a gift and a talent in each person. And so if I refine my talent, if we all refine our talent, we educate ourselves on that talent and gift, that passion that's inside of us, it is already blessed because he put it in us to, to share. And, and, and when we talk about great man, that's anybody who will listen, anybody who is impacted by our message. So, so if we focus on and, and work in our area of giftedness, it is already blessed and it's going to provide for us. And yeah, I believe yeah. that I've lived, I've lived it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's a matter of, but it really is a shift because we're, so we're so externally focused, you know, to look outside of ourselves mm-hmm. for everything. It really is a shift in the way we do things to look within and say, Hey, what, what are my patterns here? What, what, where does my mind go to when I get stressed? You know, yeah. what are my patterns when I feel overwhelmed or when I feel defeated? What are my patterns when I feel attacked? What are my patterns? These shifts in our in our awareness and our consciousness of self will cause quantum leaps in our external world. So that's so important. Appreciative inquiry. 
appreciative inquiry. Mm-hmm. Explain to this to our listeners and how they can practice this appreciative inquiry when it comes to shifting their perspective. So the, the concept of appreciative inquiry came out of the hotel environment. And that's where service wasn't where a management team would want it. And they were trying to figure out how can we get the hotel employees to be more productive, to bring the service up to the level that they wanted wanted it. So the appreciative inquiry approach is to focus on what people do well instead of assessing what they do wrong. So it's a way to focus on people's strengths instead of judging their weaknesses. And you know, when we when we talk about um doing assessments, uh, another assessment that I think that has been very valuable for me and to help my focus and to help my awareness is Strengths Finders 2.0. And what that does is when you answer this series of questions, it identifies your top um, 10, 5, 10, or 20 strengths. So the focus then becomes on your top five strengths. Well, my top five strengths, my number one strength is learners. So I took that and said, okay, so what does that mean? That means I have a natural inclination to learn. So then my next question became, how can I leverage that? Um, So I just started learning about everything that I could, learning about my gifts, learning about me, and, and, and that helped me to identify my passion, and it continues to help me fill my bucket. So... So if we take it back to appreciative inquiry, when um, someone in leadership or management focuses on what a person's strengths are and what they bring that uh, benefit the whole, you get more out of people, right? You When you recognize that they're bringing this, this positive thing or this right thing or this good thing, when you recognize that with people, they will repeat that because what gets recognized or what gets rewarded gets repeated. And so what it did in the in the hotel industry, it, it took everything up a notch because people felt valued. They felt like what they were bringing mattered to the, to the environment that they were bringing it in. And I think appreciative inquiry is, is appropriate in, in our relationships, right? Even, even when we, in our households, when we talk about the teenagers, right? It's like, okay, let me let me find the value in this. <laughs> and I'm saying it's easy. <laughs> but right. when you find the value and when you reward, even with children, even with in, with spouses, and when you point out this nice thing or this good thing or something someone did well, they want to do more of that, right? Right. Absolutely. It's so simple. It- we miss it sometimes. We do miss it. And I love what you said, appreciative inquiry. And I, I know you'll appreciate this because you are a John Maxwell fan as I am myself. I am. He said he says um that if you are um if you are a, a D student in a particular subject, I'll just use let's just say math for example, but you are an A student or a B student in English, he said, Well put all your in- energy on the English because you're gonna take that yeah. up to an A, but you'll only go to a C. You know, don't focus on your weaknesses. Focus on your strengths. Focus on your strengths. And I got to say, you talked about, um, there was something you just said a second ago, what what gets rewarded gets repeated. Constantly look for ways to reward yourself too. This uh, 
self-criticism that we do, it is so dangerous for uh, increased productivity. Sitting there, putting yourself down, criticizing yourself for the things you didn't do well and things you wish you had done. Look for your strengths. And when you find your strengths, you will automatically start correcting your deficits. It seems counterintuitive, I know, but you will have more confidence when you put bring your strengths up, then you will say, okay, now I can, I can look at this area and I can improve a little bit there. But I want to stop for a second because we have a caller that has been waiting on the line. I want to just pick up our call here. We have Miss Keisha. You're on the line with Dr. Drayvon James and Lavidia Bronson Arnold. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you, Dr. Drayvon and Miss Lavidia Bronson Arnold? Hi, Keisha. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling in because I am a faithful, everyday peacemaker, and I just wanted to thank both of you for functioning in your passion today, because this message has been my everything, definitely the best hour of my day so far. Um, I, I needed this message, and it has been like a bomb on my heart. And, you know, Dr. Drayvon, I already have your book, Freedom is Your Birthright, but I'm wondering, how do I pick up your book, Ms. Levita, um, Shifting? Sure. Um, my book can be purchased at LB, like Larry Bravo, lbthelifecoach.com. Thank you so much, and thank you both. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. It means a lot. Uh, we need more people who are embracing peace, so enjoy your day. Thank, thank you, you for calling. Bye. Of course. Uh, Bye. We have another caller on. I believe she's getting on. We'll just give her a second. Oh, there you go. Hello, Linus. You're on the air. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you, Dr. Javon? Wonderful. Thank you for calling. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. We're here with Lavidia Bronson Arnold, shifting your perspective. Yes, I've been enjoying uh, the show, and um, I've been doing a lot of uh, reading lately um, with um, Eckhart Tolle and uh, Wayne Dyer. And one of the things that um, I'm learning, um, uh, relearning about myself and about our minds is how important, you know, the messaging is that we carry on in our internal dialogue. And I was just wondering what... um, uh, Lavita uh, thought about that in terms of um, um, how important that is when it comes to shifting your perspective. Absolutely, thank you for thank you for the opportunity to speak to that. Words have power, and they carry energy, especially internally. And when we release energy, it expands and it returns mm. to us. Our words expand and they return to us. So if we say we're going to do something or if we are talking about who we are or how we think or whatever, we have to be cognizant of the words that we're using because it expands. It doesn't matter um, who we say it to. The fact that we're saying it, we're putting energy out. And, you know, and, and not to offend anybody, but I'm, I'm a woman of faith. God created this world by his words. When he said, light be Light is still expanding, and we're made in his image, so our words continue to expand, and it always comes back to us. It's like a seed. When we, are, when we plant an apple seed, you get an entire tree back, right? So it expands when we get it back, when we reap the harvest of whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent. 
it matters what we say, especially what we say to ourselves, what we talk ourselves into or out of. I agree. And thank you so much for just confirming that. That's such an important principle. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you, Linus, for joining us. I hope you'll be back with us next week as well. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Drabo. A wonderful show. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, and you're absolutely right about that. Our words have power. You spend a lot of time talking about that in the book, too. Our words have power. And (laughs) I'm using my mom a lot today, but I remember as a teenager, and, you know, when you're we're talking a lot about teenagers, too, because, you know what, we can't do life without wonderful teenagers that keep us that keep us on our, <laughs> our toes. But I remember her saying to me one day, she said, you know, why do you listen to that kind of music? And I was like, oh, mom, it doesn't matter. I just really like the beat. And, I, you know, now as a mom of teenagers, I, I find myself saying, oh, ooh, ooh, don't say that. Don't don't put that in your spirit. So we're talking about shifting perspectives. It, it's five o'clock. I mean, six o'clock. We've been on here an hour. We could have talked an hour more. Listen, you guys. You are all everyday peacemakers. Embrace that. Embrace that. Go into your day, your week, and your month with wholeness and completeness. Until next time, this is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Keep it peaceful. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.